Howdy, and welcome to Let's Talk Texas, the official podcast of the Texas House Republican Caucus. I'm your host, Jordan Overturf, Communications Director for the Caucus. Almost forgot my job title for a second there. Don't forget who my guest is today. State Representative Trent Ashby joins us to talk about HB5. This is the broadband expansion bill that was uh, outlined as an emergency item by Governor Greg Abbott earlier this year. Uh, the House has already passed HB5 and sent it off to the Senate. And so I uh, got a chance to sit down with the bill author, talk about what broadband expansion means, what it means for the future of Texas, how it will uh, impact education, telemedicine, all of those things. I really had a good time talking to Trent be about this. Also, you want to stay around for the free willy bill. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's talk Texas. session going so far well good morning thanks for having me on the podcast this morning uh, you know my session's going really well i, I uh, have enjoyed um, you know of course we're over the halfway point at, at this uh, juncture and and uh, of course every session is different um, but this session has been really uh, quite a ride you know there's a lot of firsts for a lot of uh, members including myself um, and of course, the the pandemic has made things a little bit awkward, uh, especially as we kind of got started with a lot of the protocols that were in place. But uh, you know, one of the things that um, I've been a little surprised about is that uh, you know, on one hand, I feel like that you know maybe we're a little behind as far as kind of passing some bills, uh, and just generally speaking, not look at think about any particular bill. Uh, but yet, when you look at where we are to date in terms of the House passage rate of bills versus prior sessions, we're really right on track. Yeah. And so it's 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 just it's kind of thrown me off a little bit from that respect. But uh, as hopefully all your listeners know, we are we're in fourth gear uh, for those manual drivers out there, and uh, we are really kind of in the our, our main stride and then in, in the stretch of session now. But but no, my session's going really well. I've I've been very pleased. I've had the opportunity to. Uh, at this date, lay out all my bills, and uh, there's just a couple I'm trying to get out of committee, which is forthcoming. So, uh, so no, I'm very, very, very pleased. Well, and not some insignificant bills at all. Uh, you know, carrying a key piece of not only one of the governor's priority, but one of the central uh, central pieces of uh, this Healthy Families, Healthy Texans initiative that was rolled out last week uh, with the Speaker's office. So uh, House Bill 5 already passed in the House. So for those who weren't following along with the uh, amendments to uh, update everything, uh, first talk to us about what broadband expansion means, and then let's go through some of uh, what this bill is going to do to help uh, bring Texas into this uh, this new era. Absolutely. Be glad to. So uh, as you indicated, Jordan, uh, House Bill 5 uh, was one of the uh, emergency items as uh, designated by the governor at the very beginning of session, and rightfully so. Um, as, uh, you know, everybody uh, is well aware of now, a um, lot of things, uh, you know, positive and negative have really come out of our experience with COVID-19, but one of those um, for, uh, for frankly, a lot of my uh, more suburban urban colleagues has really been uh, to showcase the um, uh, absence and dearth of broadband or connectivity uh, access in our rural parts of the state. 
And it, as a rural lawmaker, of course, uh, since I've been here now in my fifth session, it's always something that we've been nibbling around the edges at and trying to kind of raise to that level of, hey, we need some help in rural uh, parts of the state to not be left behind. Mm -hmm. um, and as the governor rightfully said in, in his designation, uh, you know, uh, Internet and broadband specifically, uh, it's no longer a luxury. It is absolutely a necessity uh, to, to live in this country and in certainly in our, our uh, great Lone Star State. And we want to be a leader in driving out uh, that connectivity to all zip codes, all regions, every corner of the state of Texas. And House Bill 5 uh, was our attempt on the House side to really uh, not just raise the bar and, and meet that objective, but really to become a national leader in what other states should be looking at in terms of modeling uh, in their own respective states about how to go about uh, bridging that digital gap. And so, um, yes, there's a, there's a lots of parts of this bill. I'm glad to talk about anything in, in, specific, in specifics, but uh, just generally, um, you know, it, it, uh, I, I, will, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. This bill uh, has been many, many months uh, in, 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 in being talked about, worked on. Uh, we've had well over 100 stakeholders at the table uh, working with our office and other offices on, um, you know, presenting the best bill that we can. And so there's just a lot of people out there that, that uh, I want to thank, not individually, but just collectively, uh, because... Uh, I'm certainly no expert in, in broadband, mm -hmm. um, although I've, I've gotten to know a little bit at this point. Uh, but there are a lot of people who are the experts out there. And when you talk about, uh, you know, rural, uh, when you talk about urban, suburban, um, you know, you, you really, you know, and I think it's important for your listeners to understand that, you know, I'm a rural lawmaker. And for me, my biggest issue with broadband is lack of access. Mm -hmm. But what really surprised me and what really drove the unanimous bipartisan vote we saw on this issue is uh, in our urban core areas, in our suburban uh, parts of the state, there are millions of Texans, not hundreds of thousands, but literally millions of Texans that have access to it term we use is they're not adopting it or subscribing to broadband. And so in House Bill 5, we dig down into that issue of of directing our now new broadband office, statewide broadband office, to figure out in development of our plan how we can get Texans to not just have access to it, but importantly, how we can go about helping sub them subscribe to it. And so, uh, anyway, I I'll, I'll hit pause right there, but uh, but it just, again, thanks to everybody on the member as well as all of the stakeholder side that had some input in this bill. Well, uh, no one can say you don't have passion on this issue. Uh, so let's start with defining what broadband is. Uh, for people who don't really understand, you know, for years have seen millions of internet commercials, but not really understanding. And it, one of the parts of this bill that I thought was interesting is you go in and actually define what high-speed internet internet means correct correct that that in 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 great question and, and i'll admit i didn't know what broadband was mm -hmm. i mean i've heard about broadband you know my you know i don't say my entire life but you know last 15 years people talk about broadband but really uh, simply put broadband is defined by the fcc mm -hmm. as 25 megabit download capacity and three megabit upload capacity of data from the internet and so essentially it's just 
a certain level of speed of the internet that uh, any of your listeners or users might have. And so that's really all broadband is. Uh, and the federal government, again, through the FCC, they define what that speed capacity is that is uh, classified as broadband. Um, as your listeners probably can gather, um, as technology continues to march forward, that speed level will increase. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that was very important in House Bill 5 is that we explicitly state that we define broadband in the state the same as our federal government does at the FCC. So as the FCC, let's say in five years from now, as they move up that broadband speed to to the def, to do a new definition of broadband, that automatically um, the, bre the the definition of broadband in the state of Texas will match that. Mm -hmm. So we, we will never have to go in and touch that speed again. It will always move uh, with the new definition of broadband. So have stakeholders explained kind of what that download speed gets uh, it gets folks as the, and why it's kind of that crucial benchmark to hit in terms of high speed? Yeah. So, uh, again, it's a great question. Yes. Uh, so, uh, just real quickly, you know, I meant I talk about stakeholders, and certainly top of the list uh, have been uh, our internet service providers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what's interesting is, you know, if I were to, you know, ask each of your listeners uh, this morning, you know, uh, you know, who is your internet service provider? Well, in some cases, it's going to be, you know, top of mind, it'll be, you know, cable, mm -hmm. or it will be, you know, wireless, fixed wireless, or fixed mobile, because it's a hotspot off of a cell tower. And other areas, uh, especially in, you know, rural areas with limited broadband capacity, it's going to be uh, DSL. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, uh, this year we've seen the emergence of um, and, and further kind of next generation development of satellite broadband, uh, which a lot of people are signing up for now. The new Starlink. Uh, yeah, that, Mr. That, Musk is yeah, listening. Mi I'm Mr. sure Mr. Musk is pushing uh, that. Um, and so uh, we've had all of the industry representatives from all of those technology uh, into this discussion about broadband. Uh, but yes, the the broadband definition is basically the speed in which you can, when you hit click on your computer uh, to launch a website or to place an order or whatever the case, how quickly you can get a response. And then if you're trying to you know download an image, uh, how quickly you can get that. Uh, nobody wants to wait, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 seconds, uh, you know, just to get to a page on the internet. Uh, but yet in, in some of our older technology, um, that's what many users, you know, unfortunately have to face, especially in rural parts mm -hmm. of the state that have limited access to, to Internet. So we're trying to bring everybody up to, well, I think, what the expectations are today. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's only going to develop as we get, you know, beyond into 5G statewide uh, and then beyond whatever the next generation of, five, of, of that G would be. So mm -hmm. people are increasingly going to expect uh, more instantaneous uh, results on their Internet searches and, and, and downloads. Uh, and, and rightfully so. And so basically this will allow folks to keep up with that. Um, but again, it's all driven by our industry partners and, 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 and a big, my tip of the hat to them, uh, certainly they have had a big hand, Jordan, in, in getting us to House Bill 5, a workable bill. And, um, and they're all supporting it. And, and, and I will say, uh, just to thread that needle, uh, we had to make sure that we were 
technologically agnostic. And so we're not picking, just so your listeners are aware, we're not picking any winners and losers in terms of the type of broadband mm-hmm. that, that you might have. Uh, we create a level playing field. And again, we have all of those industry representatives at this point supporting the bill. Well, I will tell you, young people everywhere are crying out fiber, but you know... <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it, understand. Who, well, we'll see uh, what happens with uh, Elon and Starlink and how you know successful that is. Uh, astronomers are upset with him and all of his satellites <laughs> that he's putting out there. He's ruining the night sky, which you know, especially in West Texas, big sky country, uh, that that is important. Uh, but I want to narrow in on some of the what I call doors of opportunity that uh, this broadband expansion opens because uh, you've already touched on you know the education component and uh, remote learning through uh, COVID but also you know beyond that what the what this opens for just independent learning and education um, uh, economy creating jobs allowing people in rural uh, parts of the state to now have access to the the gig market um, uh, but the more crucial component that we're talking about a lot this session is obviously the healthcare aspect. Uh, just saw that the uh, there will be is it Wednesday the we're going to have telehealth on mm-hmm. the on the That's house right. floor. So uh, that next uh, piece of the puzzle is coming in uh, as you've discussed with uh, Representative Price, who's carrying that bill, and the uh, other members who are, are working on this telehealth component. Where does broadband fit into that uh, piece? that puzzle yeah it's 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 absolutely essential component you Mm -hmm. can't have house bill four without house bill five um and uh and and again i i want to uh applaud first of all the speaker uh speaker feeling for really leading and putting the house out there um talking about you know the healthy texans healthy living initiative because as as i go back to my district and i think you know largely uh all districts uh, you know, healthcare uh, in terms of access and improving uh, the affordability, uh, improving outcomes, that is a top of mind kitchen table issue increasingly mm-hmm. that I hear about from my constituents. I put it as a, easily a top three issue in my district. And so uh, I've been really pleased to, to see the speaker lead on this issue and push out a package of bills that will help uh, Republicans, uh, you know, uh, kind of you know, paint our mark and say, this is, this, these are our goals and this is where we're headed. And, uh, and I agree with him and, mm-hmm. and certainly, uh, back to house bill four, which will be on the floor Wednesday, um, critical piece of legislation. I, I'm a joint author of that bill. Um, and, uh, and I, and again, I, I know this has already taken place, uh, in, in many parts of the state, you know, rural again, because of our lack of connectivity has been, uh, kind of behind the curve on this, but again, the pandemic has laid bare the challenges that we face uh, in in terms of access to medicine. And and just as a quick data point for your listeners, uh, in the last 50 years, we've lost over half of our rural hospitals and health clinics. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at, uh, like, he represents Orange County, a county of 90,000. They, they don't have a hospital in that entire county. Um, I, since I've been in office in the last uh, little over eight years, uh, I've lost two hospitals uh, in, in my six counties. And so this is a huge issue, what House Bill 4 does to help s- solve some of the problem in mm-hmm. terms of bringing medicine to the customer in their own comfort of their own house. And uh, we saw a lot of that uh, throughout you know, the last 13 months of the pandemic. 
Uh, increasingly, our physicians, our nurses uh, have scheduled telehealth and telemedicine visits. Uh, and I've taken advantage of that. Yep. And, and I was a skeptic. Same. I'm no longer a skeptic. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. I didn't have to drive the 15 minutes to the clinic. I didn't have to, you know, wait in the waiting room for an hour, it seemed like. Uh, and uh, and we were able to do that from the comfort of my, my, uh, my own home. And so uh, it was great. But I was only able to do that because I had internet capability. And so, um, anyway, but no, what, what Representative Price is leading on here, uh, which he's really, since he's been in the, the House, he's been a leader in health care, uh, is, is really kind of what I consider the next step uh, in terms of providing our constituents with what they expect in terms of uh, access to health care. And so anyway, I'm, I'm excited about this for the House, uh, and I applaud Representative Price for getting us to this point. I'm looking forward to supporting that bill later this week. Yeah, and when I had uh, Chairwoman Click, uh, shout out episode two if you want to go back and listen, uh, she was uh, talking a lot about telehealth being a big part of leading Texas into this uh, this new era of health care and access uh, and, and how it's been kind of discovered that it's not just you know telemedicine that we're talking about we're talking about mental health mm -hmm. applications uh, dental applications uh so that way you can have cleanings and things like that uh and then have a consultation uh but the thing that's been really impressive to me is i've already seen this in, in the private sector with certain hospital uh, uh models uh related to cancer treatment right and they create these satellite hubs where you know you pre you create these points of entry or access to where you start uh the process right so telehealth is just taking that even one step further so that way people who may be nervous or reticent to go into a clinic may have that tamp down a little bit when you're in the comfort of your home and you can have a conversation with a doctor you have family there, maybe family who can't even travel to the clinic with you. So uh, I think it really does uh, provide an amazing opportunity for uh, for Texans. And, and I'm proud of of seeing this go forward. So uh, congrats to you on passing HB5 and now looking forward to HB4 and the debate that'll come with that. Uh, but you've got other bills that you've been working on as well. So before we get out of here, what's some of the other stuff that uh, you've got, you've been pushing this session that you're, you know, you're proud of talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, let me mention three bills briefly. Okay. Uh, three that come to mind. Uh, one of them, which I'm, I'm, I'm laying out this week before appropriations. Let me start with that one. This bill passed the House uh, almost unanimously last session. Uh, but this is a, a really, this is one of those bills that just makes good, to me, common sense. Uh, and that is, uh, as your listeners uh, may be aware, um, in a lot of our counties, not all of our counties, but a lot, uh, over half, uh, the more populated counties for sure, uh, we have what we call specialty courts across the state. And the most common specialty court uh, uh, is the drug courts uh, mm -hmm. that many of our, our state district judges lead in, in their respective uh, districts or counties, depending on uh, how their district is set up. Um, in my home uh, county of Angelina, uh, I have a district judge that really uh, has, has helped me on this issue. And the 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 data is just so overwhelming in terms of the minuscule expenditure from the state level to give our our state courts and they are bringing in folks that struggle with uh in many cases it's drug or alcohol abuse 
Uh, and then, of course, we, we also have other courts, uh, just as an aside, veterans court, mental health courts, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I'm going to focus on drug courts because that's the most prevalent one. Um, but for every dollar that we invest of our public taxpayer dollars at the state level, we get an almost $5 return on that in terms of the health outcomes for that individual. In recidivism rate is reduced by 70% wow. of that person committing another crime mm-hmm. and going back to jail or prison. Um, and we ultimately lead this person to a hopefully a productive lifestyle where they will get out and get clean, get a job, and be a productive member of society. And mm-hmm. that's what uh, you know, as Republicans, that's what we want. That is good conservative government. That is a, a huge return on our investment. Uh, and so um, I have a bill essentially that would take 1% of the already collected mixed beverage sales tax. So people that are out buying alcoholic beverages re- that's remitted to the comptroller's office, 1% of that under this bill would be directed to our specialty court system. Okay. Because the challenge that we face is the funding. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of counties that want to either uh, put one in place, stand yep. it up, or they want to put another one in place because they're so wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the issue is funding. And so this bill addresses the funding um, sustainability uh, issue for those drug courts. That's one. Uh, a bill that I have on the floor today, uh, it deals with prescribed burning. Okay. Uh, in Texas, we have a, about a little less than 70 certified and insured prescribed burners, basically that go out and, and set, uh, set off prescribed burns. Yeah. Uh, but what we have seen um, is a little cottage industry uh, of uh, litigation that uh, has moved forward. Uh, so if there's an accident, let's say, okay. and you're within 20 miles of someone that has to, uh, and these people have to file a plan with the state, the county sheriff, the forest service, um, before they do the burn. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, some of you know, there's an, some attorneys out there that if they see an, an accident and there was a burn, you know, within 10, 20 miles, which is way outside of you know the normal scope where you would expect uh, smoke to be any issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times they'll bring in to the lawsuit these handful of prescribed burners or the one more specifically that was in charge of that burn. So all this bill does is, is try to provide some additional liability uh, for those folks so that we don't cont- we're down to one insurance company that will provide any insurance for these uh, these guys that provide a hum- humongous service, uh, especially for our wildland interfer- uh, interface areas, uh, mm-hmm. the high growth suburban areas where prescribed burning is, a, is an absolute critical or we're going to become California. Yeah. And, and the, the wildfires and the devastation that we've seen, if we don't continue to burn, yeah. we will become California. And so this just uh, continues to, to help our citizens as well as uh, these individuals that are in that industry, secondly. And then lastly, um, I, I, I have a bill, um, and this is one of the these just scratch-your-head kind of bills, but there's about 10 to 15 primarily church camps okay. across the state, and they have these— um, these slides uh, that are called wet willies, okay. the wet willy slides. <laughs> okay. And we have, uh, unfortunately, uh, in statute language that basically draws them in to requiring the same amount of insurance coverage as we require for Six Flags, Wet n' Wild, Schlitterbahn, 
and the annual inspection from the state, and okay. have, they have to pay the inspection mm-hmm. fee. And so what's happening is a lot of these, uh, again, primarily church camps, have basically said, we're, we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Like, we just can't afford to pay the insurance and this any yeah, annual yeah. Spe- So they're not providing the, the slide. <laughs> Willie. And so we have the free Willie bill this session that uh, is passed out of committee unanimously. We're hopefully to have that to the floor. But that's just an example of... <laughs> You know, a lot of my colleagues have these bills that are just head scratchers. Like, I can't believe I'm having to carry a bill to correct, you know, this. Uh, is Did it make it into the bill caption? That's what I want to know, how this ended up under the radar. And how are you going to face the floor comments? Because I can already hear Richard Pena Raymond <laughs> bursting at the seams to ask you questions about these slides. Um, what What is this bill number? I don't remember. Off the oh top my, of my head. you know what? <laughs> Corrections department, look for the preview of this episode and the post. We're gonna put that bill number in, and we'll link it in the comments. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because otherwise you'll miss out on the wet, the free Willie bills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Representative Ashby, that's all I got for you. Uh, for folks who want to stay connected with you, find out uh, updates on what you're doing down here. Where do they go? Find you on social, website, all that stuff. So I, ha- I have a. a- uh, a Twitter account, uh, and but my my main uh, outpost for for information about what I'm doing in Austin is on my Facebook page. Okay, uh, my my public Facebook page. Yep, and I would encourage anybody. I post uh, uh, periodic updates throughout the week, but every Sunday. Uh, I have a weekly column uh, that I run in all of my uh, newspapers across my district, and uh, and so every week there's a there's a good summary of kind of what happened in, in Austin okay. over the last week, and uh, I encourage anybody to go take a look at that. Excellent. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming in, giving us a little update. Uh, and if you want to find his social media, all that stuff, you can actually head to our website, TexasHouseCaucus.com. Go to the Our Members page, find Representative Ashby. He's kind of high at the top, you know, alphabetically. <laughs> Ashby works out in your favor. Uh, Facebook, all those links uh, and stuff there. Representative Ashby, uh, thank you again. And uh, maybe we'll bring you back after uh, session's over. We can f- figure out where we landed on all these bills and uh, talk Love about you. some of the successes we had absolutely thank you jordan thanks for having me on thanks All right. Thank you again to Trent Ashby for joining us. Thank you to you for tuning in. As always, you are wonderful. We appreciate you. Thank you so much to everyone who has been uh, listening to this podcast, giving us great comments and feedback. Uh, If there are specific guests or bills, um, sorry, not bills, issues, you know what I'm talking about. There's specific topics you want us to talk about or specific guests that you want to hear from. Make sure you uh, fire off in the comments below this video. Uh, Make sure you find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TXGOP Caucus. As always, you can also head over to our website for more information. That's TexasHouseCaucus.com. Be sure to check out the members page where you can find every connection you could think of for your member. Their Facebook, Twitter, if they have an Instagram, uh, their district website, their uh, personal websites, their uh, district and capital phone numbers, emails, all of that stuff. A great way for you to go ahead and connect with your state representative and uh, just get those updates. And while you're there, make sure you follow us. Of course, if you're watching this, you're probably already following us. Maybe. I don't know. That's a quantum quandary for later, I guess. 
I don't know, another episode. We'll see you guys next time.